Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always is Durrell Jones here. Hey, buddy, it sounded like you almost forgot what your name is when uh. you went, my name is Ben Lomas. Yes. You're like, am I Ben? Am I Durrell? Who can tell anymore? We sound no, so similar. So similar. Hey, uh, we've, got a fantastic, we've got a fantastic guest <laughs> on for us. This is a very exciting episode, and you'll find out why very soon. Uh, the hilarious, please welcome the very funny Rose Callahan. Yeah. Hey. Clapping oh, for myself. Rose Callahan. Two first couple of things. Uh... Wow, you have stacked it on. Uh, yeah, I know. I've really massive. put on a lot of weight. And, and the weight distribution is like weirdly, it's just weirdly distributed on my body. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of someone listening into our podcast, 136 episodes where yeah. we try to be very uh, uh, progressive and open-minded <laughs> and sensitive about weight issues. And <laughs> the first you thing I say to you is that. Can't. <laughs> I do, no. yeah, do like it. They're just like, gee, I, I thought I thought fat shaming was out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. back in. It's back in. No, uh, for the listeners, please tell us what's going on with you. Give us the stats. Pregnant. I'm stats. pregnant, you guys. She's pregnant. Congratulations, yeah, first of thank all. You. Clap it out. Clap it out. Thanks. It was uh, really hard. Um, how far? Actually, are, how far are you in? Well, big milestone, you guys. Today, I'm actually 37 weeks pregnant, which is means it can happen any minute now. I knew that. Yeah, it's but that's oh. technically 37 to 42 weeks. That's technically what they call full term. Oh, full. so you hit full term. Yep. Yeah, well, but like they base it on forty weeks. It's like a whole fucking yeah. And it depends thing. when you uh, when they say it, the pregnancy actually started, which usually is sometimes a week out on that. It's like, just it's, they, it's yeah, it's crazy. So ben knows, like, Dill, I'm going to teach you so much stuff today. Please, please tell it's, me. First of all, me- how does someone get pregnant? So the mom. Well, okay. So when a mommy and a daddy love uh-huh. each other, or they just meet, you know, on Tinder or whatever, and, uh, <laughs> or you go to the sperm bank. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a good starting uh, starting point. Was this was this planned? Was this part of the the Rose Kellyanne five year plan? Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. It was all everything's been mapped out. Um, I've got like I'm planning out my my mum blogging career. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a, a mommy podcaster. Well, you're no. pretty you're pretty uh, uh, a big fan and active around like uh, the Bachelor and all the work yeah. you do around that. So it feels like the natural progression to in the off season is to be a yeah. money blogger. Yeah. Like basic bitch content is <laughs> yeah. kind of my thing. So I just right. thought like, you know, I've got a mood board. There's a lot of Rebecca Judd up there. And I'm just like, <laughs> I think that I can, I'm trying to get into her circle at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rebecca Judd, have you been to their big uh, party? Judd and, and Beck have this big sort of festival at their house. Have you been invited to that? Judd Chella. No, I yes. actually didn't get an intro. What they call it? I didn't. Ju- Are you serious? Do- Judd Chella. How do you not know what Judd? Yeah, I don't. Know. I, apparently, there's been apparently there's been some virus this year. I didn't even hear about that. This was ages ago. ago. This was pre-virus. This they are hilarious. the virus. They- <laughs> the Judds are the virus. <laughs> they because I've just moved back to Melbourne and my partner's not from Melbourne, so I'm having to do all this shit. I'm like. Do you know, like, I'll just make a reference and I'm like, sorry, 
do you not know who, do you know who Rebecca Judd is? And he's yeah. like, no. I'm like, oh, oh have you, God. does the phrase Judd Chella mean anything to you? And he's like, well, it doesn't no, mean anything to, to me. And I'm a big fan of Chris Judd. Well, and, uh, it was just, it's like a how it was a housewarming party that they had. Um, but that they, of course, cause they're rich, like annoying footy people. They like made it into this huge, like party planner, Melbourne celebrity thing. And they themed it like Coachella and there was like outfits and I don't know. Like... Are, there, are there musicians playing? Probably. Probably. They had like all these events and stuff. I'm sure Husey went. I'm sure we got yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, Husey would have been there. It was, <laughs> yeah, Husey's a friend of us. It was at their Brighton mansion, one yeah. of their mansions. Don't we all have one of them? Don't are we all have all... a Brighton mansion? Yeah, we've oh, yeah. all got our Brighton mansion. And then because they, she was complaining, I think um, earlier on in the lockdown, she was like, yeah, they should lock people off in the other suburbs that are, um, you know, contaminated with the virus when it was like in the northern suburbs. And then when yeah. everybody was locked down, she's like, this is fucked. This mm. is like, she's, um, she, yeah, she's not like a big fan of Dictator Dan. No. And a lot of rich people aren't. So, yeah. <laughs> so. They're like, what? I, I'm getting, like, my life is being controlled? No, no, no. Like, you can lock up the people in the commission flats. That's totally fine. But Well, well this is an interesting point. Now, I will make the assumption, but I'll ask the question. Have yeah. you moved back to Melbourne to have the baby in Melbourne? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go step by step. So right now, so you, you were in Sydney. You'd, you were in Melbourne originally. Then you went to Sydney. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then... Uh, you for love. returned during for love. You you went to city for love. That's beautiful. I was in for love, and then and moved back for babysitting for free you, babysitting. Come, yeah, right, you come back with the fruits of love. Yeah, and uh, and so <laughs> what was it like? So we are now recording. Just for context, it's probably going to come out in a couple of weeks, but we're recording on December 29th. So still not seeing this dumpster fire of 2020 finish yet. So let's not jinx anything. But mm. you were there in Sydney, uh, potentially not being able to visit or uh, be back in Melbourne now. Yeah. Yeah. What was that thought process like when it was happening? Were you were you was the plan originally to to have the baby in Melbourne always? Yeah, I was gonna move back because my family's all here and stuff, but then lockdown was happening and so it was like what time so I did half of the baby pregnancy stuff at a different hospital in Sydney and then I was gonna move back here and was just trying to get all the timing right. It's been a hectic year. And then my nan died. Oh, and no. so... When was that? That was like at the end of September. So I just oh, ended shit. up having Were to they go... Were Victoria? Yeah, so she... Yeah, she's in um, Victoria. And then it was just this thing of like, well, I have to just... We have to move now or I'm going to come next week into lockdown. And otherwise I wouldn't be able to go to the funeral. And it was just that weird time mm. of like... Yeah, 10 people. Like, we were so lucky that we even got to have a proper funeral in a church and stuff. And oh, okay. 10 people at the funeral, live stream funeral. Yep. That's, you know, that's, you know, part of the whole authentic COVID experience, going yep. to a live stream funeral, going to a weird event. Um, so, yeah, so I had to kind of come back by myself and then my partner had to pack up our house in Sydney and... So that was a bit hectic, but um, um, but then moving into lockdown for two and a half weeks. <laughs> so when did you get to Vic Melbourne or Victoria? I don't oh, Like just for around the funeral, September, around September. Was it right. 
Well, I, but it was, we were in lockdown. I was in lockdown for two and a half weeks. My partner managed to move into lockdown f- four days before the end of lockdown. Hmm. So his timing. No, you don't have to. Oh, no, no one gives a fuck if you're coming from a non-contaminated oh, that's right, area. That's right. They're no like, cares, they're yeah. like, oh, what was the border checks like? It's like, no, everyone's like, come in, get in here. Come you, in. You've got a baby? More yeah. area. Get come in on. here. Your pure bloods <laughs> with your non-infected bodies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he likes to make jokes about that, but it doesn't go down well with, he's like, the four days of lockdown, it was so hard. I got face pimples. <laughs> from the mask and i was like shut the fuck up cunt. if he was um, in a new dad about to be a new dad i probably would have more yeah, vile things to say but, <laughs> but, but so so you moved down uh you um you at least um, and i'm glad you're to participate in your grandma's funeral yeah. and then now you're ge- gearing up what's the actual due date of the baby the 19th of january okay so so, it's, so it's, they that, that that that's you still got another month. Well, maybe well, three three weeks. Three weeks. If it comes on time, but they usually say the first baby. I know. Usually is a week, or and you've got another two weeks over the due date before they think about inducing the baby. Yeah, I don't. I just don't remind me, Ben. I'm so big. <laughs> wait, you haven't. Oh, wait, you can. can oh my God, you're right. Oh. Has it, also... dro- has it dropped? <laughs> we might, See, we might actually. Okay. We usually do like a picture of the this uh, for the tile we use for Instagram is like the person's face. We might just get the silhouette just of the your belly. belly. You've got a very <laughs> healthy bump there. It's a prominent bump, and I love Ben that like because you've got kids. What have yes. you got? Two. I've got two. Yeah, yeah. Two. I love that. That's such a like dad. Like I, I'm in this weird club now where like I have more in common with dads than like you know, single women that haven't had kids or whatever. Yes. So, so uh, you just said, has it dropped? I don't yeah. know. I don't think, I don't, you judge for me. I don't think, it, I don't think it's dropped. It, no, no, it hasn't. Because when you no. stood up with the shadow in the background, I don't think it has, but it is very situated, very, very at the front. Yeah, like it the, sure is. You, you don't seem to have much water weight around the hips. It's all just bang right on, the, all on really, the front. Um, Yeah, I'm carrying it very heavily on the front, but Dill, you don't know what it means to say if it's dropped yet, do you? No, no, so, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know either. So hopefully, <laughs> you guys can um, elaborate. So, would you like to to discuss it rather than me mansplaining well, it? Ben, <laughs> take it away. That's great. Um, the dad's plane part. Well, actually, I had this explained to me. Um, um, I don't know if you know Alfie Brown. He's like a UK yeah, comedian. Yes, yes, yeah, great. he just had his like third kid. And he was saying on is he, Instagram... Uh, is it the same... Sorry, this is a bit out, uh, maybe out of school, but I guess they both talked about it. Is this the same partner that he's had for the last so many years, the on and off one? Yeah, they like broke up and yeah. then I think Who, they both Among got... many credits she has, she's also uh, from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the part I always just like my head spins. I'm like... Which is from Harry Potter? Who did she, she play? She was in Harry uh, Potter. She plays... Um, Her name's uh, Jessie Ron's... Cave. Yeah, she plays Ron Weasley's girlfriend. I think. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I know someone who knows someone who was in Paris. Right. How, how do you know Alfie Brown? Just from doing gigs with him in Sydney when he did like the Sydney Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. You know yeah, how yeah. they like fly You're three degrees out. separated from Voldemort. Yeah, That's exactly. Amazing. So um, he was posting about his partner who was pregnant this year as well. And he was like, oh, she's dropped. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I. Like a new just, single. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. The baby's about to drop. Wicka, wicka. Hot, hot mama summer. So that's when the baby's head really starts to like, because they have head to get to the position. It really starts, yeah, going down and it's yep. like getting ready to start the process mm. of squeezing itself. You, uh, based on the. We've been working together maybe for. <laughs> Oh, ben noticed the trepidation. The oh, it's just crazy because the trepidation is it is your first. And, yeah. and, and like, and so, and again, I am only basing this for my partner, but you can read all the books you want. You I can know. go through all the classes that you need, but the idea that you have to get that thing I know. that is growing inside you that you've been feeding it and connecting with it to getting it out to the other side out of what can arguably describe as a very small hole. It's is, tiny. People well, have commented it's extremely <laughs> tight. Um, well, we've, we've, uh, I was going to say we've worked together for the last six, seven years together, maybe in stand-up, and there's yeah. been a lot of chat about your pussy. Yeah, there uh, has. And, and now, Thank finally, you. it's getting it like, it's like, put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. Let's see how good that pussy is. Let's see if it really can. We we know that it's gone through the, um, you know, it's like an Olympian or whatever. It's Or it's like a triathlete or something. We It really. This is Tough Mudder. It's Tough Mudder. It went out there. It saw the world as a single person. And now it's, um yeah, it's. But, so, I should say, because like, I don't know if you, you've probably, I don't know, you've probably heard the bit that I did about like when I hooked up with a dude and I like broke my vagina and yeah. I, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I've, yeah. Uh, for, yeah well, and again, like, listeners who don't know if you can tell a concise version of that. Uh, met a guy at a bar, went back to his place, hooked up with him, blood everywhere, thought I had broken his dick, but he had actually um, torn my labia and then we had to go to the hospital and I had to get stitches in my labia with a one-night stand, who I then ended up dating like a normal person after that because it turned out he was, like, really nice and he was, like, a real – he really, like, looked after me and I was yeah. like, this guy's like, lovely. There's not, many, there's not many women who can say they've had an episiotomy before they've actually had one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to get down there and they're going to be like, hang on, I hang thought on. you said this was your first. I'm like <laughs> – no, you know what's so funny about that is that, like, that whole thing happened at the women's hospital and, like, guess where I'm having my fucking baby? Oh, wow. I'm returning and, to the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the question Do they is, have all the information? Like, is that some be, sort of, like, a print where they're like, oh, don't worry, we got, we got the blueprint of the vagina ready to go. I'm just waiting for with. the moment where they're like, oh, hang on. Wait, so you've been in here before? Oh, okay. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff they will need because throughout the birth, there might be a situation because because I, I find that uh, quite amazing because you would have done all you know you would have had it and uh, you've done all the tests and you've gone through yeah. all the all, all the stuff in Sydney and now you've come down there and you've gone with the program with the role uh, uh, the role uh, women's. Do you know what program are you part of? Are you part of the Cosmos program? Are you part of the... Huh. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I got yeah. the shitty... Starlight like... Foundation? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I get... There's like a clown doctor who comes in and he's like, ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> because because, because it, the programs now, especially the Royal Melbourne, has expanded a lot. And, 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 the, and, and so when you've joined it, do you have like a midwife that will be with you from start to finish? Or are you no. part of a team? I got the shitty, like... You yeah. You um, registered for everything very late program yeah. where you go in and like, I actually do 
yeah, it's like a revolving door of sort of people. I, I have had the same obstetrician three times, but she, like you only, if you see an obstetrician, there's the fancy pregnancy doctor, they see you for 10 minutes and then you leave and you're like, okay, they pretty much just check that the baby is still alive and they like measure yep. your tummy, which is weird because the measurement matches up the fundal height Ben will know about that. Yes. That the, the measurement matches Fundle. how many weeks you are. That's, that sounds yeah. so cute. Fundle height. Fundle. Fundle. So, so if you're 33, like if you're 33 weeks, the, the measurement would be like 33 centimetres from your groin to under your boobs. Isn't that wow. interesting? That's a bloody great uh, design by God yeah. or whoever else put that shit there. Yeah. And, 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 so, and so therefore, because um, that's, that's a really tricky position for you to be in, Rose. Yeah. But that's where family, probably in this instance, especially your mum, will yeah. probably be, play a huge, huge role into it. Because they, they say that studies have shown, and I got very heavy into oh. this, as, as oh. my listeners know, because my Good. partner and I went through uh, the Sunshine Hospital. Um, which not many people know. There's only two places in Metro Melbourne where you are allowed through Medicare to uh, have a home birth. And, oh, really? And okay. so, so, and so, therefore, we went into the program. The Cosmos is also a program at the Royal Melbourne's where the idea is that you try and start with the same midwife and the same team from very very early on so by yeah. the time you're going through the whole process that there are familiar faces because that that can be a confronting yeah, thing. yeah my friend got to do that but like it's just all been so crazy because i started exactly. rpa in sydney and then i had to like switch over but like hospitals are like i mean it's just admin nobody bothered <laughs> to be like this is how computers work okay we have these things you can <laughs> share things it's incredible we have email right it's like electronic they send letters like they send oh don't even get me in the mail i'm just it is so ridiculous it is so ridiculous we we had one where we had to send our son to the children's hospital to have a checkup we got the letter saying hey your appointment's there. We get there and they'd send a letter the day after saying it'd been cancelled. But we were already at the fucking hospital. This happens all the time. Just email. Like, email. Just send me a fucking email. Like, <laughs> and the documents, I was trying to send all my documents from Sydney to Melbourne. It's, yeah, and I knew it would be a head fuck. And they're just like, I don't know. Like, what is that? I'm like, I just emailed it to, like, I just... You know how there was that whole thing about my health record and people didn't want all of their medical records to be available Uh, to like, you know, like psychiatric records and shit. They thought they'd be judged on them. The funny thing is no one fucking uses that thing. I looked online online. There's nothing in it. I'm like, this would be the perfect situation to put all that shit online and everyone can look at it. And it's and it's because we haven't grown up in this country. In Europe, they've been doing it for 50 years or whatever how long. They've been doing so email for 50 years. The, yeah. <laughs> no, but just the idea that all your medical documents are in the one place. Exactly. So when you transfer across, you don't have to do all the tests again. Everything's there for the next uh, professional yeah. to look at it and go, hey, oh, I've noticed here that you tore your vagina. Yeah, and, that's uh, and, relevant. You know, yeah, that's, that's based really on a YouTube <laughs> clip we saw. They're like, you noticed you, yeah, we saw your bit. It was pretty good. Um, I could have punched it up in a few areas. Um, but, you know, like, it looks fine, but just would love to hear the story again. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So, uh, oh, you so, asked me, and I went off on it. Uh, you asked me if I planned it, and I didn't actually ask the answer that. We went on question. a backyard tangent. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, but um, yeah, so we did plan it, but like for a one minute, like we well, were like, okay, I mean, that's more than most partners can last <laughs> from, yeah. from personal experience. Well, I'm what well, it's like. Because we were like, I don't know. It's really hard when you're like not sure either way. If you're like, I don't want a kid or I definitely do. It's like, cool. But when you're like both going, I think, I think so. And then you have to be. Oh, really I hope logical. you play this at the uh, kid's 21st birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're really not sure. Honestly, we're still not. It was uh, <laughs> out and whether we well, should have. But also, that, Rose, uh, my, uh, what you don't know is your my podcast partner here is one of the most fertile people I know. <laughs> well, that leads me. that So we were, I was supposed to go to Edinburgh and all this shit. And we were going to go to Europe and, you know, the COVID year. And then th- like. We discussed it and we were like, you know what? Okay, we'll have a baby. But it was always like, we'll do it after whatever. Oh, we'll go to Europe first. We'll go, yeah, we'll do it. And then everything got cancelled. And I was kind of like, I felt like it was the elephant in the room that no one was talking about. And now it's me. I'm the elephant in the room. Hey! <laughs> um, but I was like, remember how we said we would try for a baby and after Europe and now nothing, no one's going anywhere. And he was like, oh yeah. And so we were like, I guess we start now. This was in lockdown. Right. And then I downloaded an app that has an ovulation thing on it. And it was a free trial that I had set a reminder in my calendar, like you get, get rid of this app. And then I looked at when I was ovulating and we rooted two times and then i never got my period again so wow there you wait, go wait. it can happen so very just, quickly because then mean, the decision yeah. decision takes taken out of the way because i think this is, and then this is for me as well it's like hey we should probably maybe think about having a baby and then you try a couple of times and like most men are like actually you know what this is not a good idea now nah, I'll, I'll you know and by then it's too late <laughs> so the decision well, is sometimes just... taken away from you even though you've made the decision then the decision's made once you really fall pregnant. It's Russian roulette, you know? And it's just funny, the idea of, like, trying for a baby. Like, we're like, we're trying. But we, but it's more like we're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like, is this a great idea? <laughs> well, and- can I just say, my pragmatic side just realised that Double check that app because sometimes they automatically subscribe. Uh, if you don't cancel the subscription, well, you might be getting charged for that app. Yeah. So three months later, I got charged like eighty dollars for that I knew fucking it, app. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell? I didn't even. I didn't need it for. I mean, it worked. I guess it worked. It worked. And so that's the thing because you know, for some people who are listening to this podcast, is we are in, in, in yourself as well, Rose, in a very very lucky position to not have to go through the rigmarole yeah. of not being able to fall pregnant, which then again can cause an amazing strain on your relationship, was, let alone all the costs yeah. associated with it. I was really expecting there to be that whole period of stress where, you know, we're like, oh, a bit trepidatious and then we try and it doesn't work and then we try and it doesn't work and, you know, and you're like, I really want this to happen and you have time to really, like, yearn for this pregnancy and mm. So it's like, and I know that I'm really lucky because it happened straight away, but it, I was just really shocked. Like, yeah. I, I didn't expect it. I remember like, I had a funny feeling in my tummy and I like, my partner was asleep and I like, I was like, maybe I'm getting my period. And I looked at the app and I just looked at it and it said, you're one day late. And I was like, 
what the what the fuck because normally i would have like some warnings that i was gonna get and i just knew i was like oh my fucking god i'm pregnant like and yeah i just can i I ask you so yeah when you you, sorry you go rose oh i was just i wasn't i was so shocked that i was like and the next day was my partner's birthday and it was when you were first allowed to have people over in sydney and i had to like so that I would have been april i couldn't drink. it was in may it was like <laughs> mid <mid-May. laughs> yeah that was in like january right after your three-day lockdown no it was in <laughs> may and then so you know i couldn't drink or anything straight away like the next day i think i went to get like a pregnancy test and i was like because i fucking smoke and drink i love to drink and so there's that period where it's like, oh, uh, like I knew that I was pregnant, but I went to get a pregnancy test and like, but I smoked so many ciggies on the way home from getting the pregnancy test. I was just like, oh yeah, it doesn't hurt the baby if you don't technically know that you're pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> double cigarette. And also cigarette uh, smoking when pregnant does stunt, uh, could stunt a child's growth. And I what mean, height are you, Rose? You know what, Dill? Yes, okay. I'm five foot tall, and my mother claims not to have smoked when I'm when she was pregnant. But you know. my mom's fo- my mom's four foot ten. So look, wow. Uh, I, uh, hopefully, you don't get a baby as big as me coming out of you. I over. fucking hope not. Um, uh, what I was going to ask the both of you is, uh, when you do decide to, when you make that decision, you and your partners to uh, uh, try and get pregnant. Do you give yourself in your head at least subconsciously like, oh, this will take a couple of months or weeks or what's the thinking usually? And for both of you, it happened quicker than you expected. But Rose and Ben, what do you reckon? Well, I think my Rose, you go first. Mine, I think might be a bit different. I think I thought it would take like six months because I'm fucking old, man. I'm third. I just turned 38. So I'm what they used to refer to. Well, used to very recently referred to as a geriatric pregnancy. But oh, wow. just so, just for people to know, they do use that term. However, that term is somewhat outdated because those mm. studies are based on studies from oh, yeah. 50 years ago. So now the actual geriatric should be actually pushed out further. But again, so, the risk associated that is the longer you leave it, the more chance there may be issues well, with the pregnancy. A lot of the stuff that they quote about like pregnancy and fertility was based on like women in the 1800s, yeah. you know? And it's like, have you have you walked through a door of a house that was built in the 1800s. People were like my height back then, you know, like yeah. we've evolved since then. Well, some of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not me. Uh, All right, fuck you. <laughs> she's walked out. She's I'm, walked out. Now, uh, my, my sister-in-law uh, gave birth to uh, my niece at the age of 39. And mm. she's so far a very, very healthy baby. She... Uh, uh, ah, so I'm far, well, well, like uh, at two, she's just going to be like, <laughs> we'll see what the fuck happens with my mom my, my brother and his wife, what they do, you know, who knows how they're going to fuck her up. But, but, uh, but for yeah, me, so Ben, for you, for me, it was a difference because, uh, for someone who's been in a very long term relationship, uh, on and off for 20 plus years, Whoa. um, that the, the actual, you know, I don't think, I think I can talk about this. I don't know. I might have to edit this out, but, uh, but it's that same thing where we, uh, my partner was never on the pill so we always used uh, uh contraception and uh, and so well, but not really is the contraception you mean no dingers. but not anything thing that is we, mate frang so is so i was we at rubber condoms old school old, old school yeah. so in my Rap. head i was like 
This is my time to shine. Yeah. We are falling pregnant. It is fuck fest. Here we go. Six months of just no. what I've been hanging for. And then bang, the second time we fell pregnant. That pure, pure Ben Lomas sperm. Yeah. But it was just like, it was like, and I think it was the combination. <laughs> free, free range, unpasteurized, you know, <laughs> cold pressed Ben Lomas. And it was pure just like. Evian from the, from the French yeah. Alps. So that's yeah. what the Dutch that's, Alps. That's the other thing. Oh yeah, the Dutch Alps. I, <laughs> yeah, I we, wish I could... our highest mountain is three hundred meters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not a very. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's it's a not a flat land, isn't it? It's a little so trickle. Half of it's under the water. So okay, so this is the other thing, and I think this is very relevant for your podcast. Is that before I got pregnant? Also, I, I hadn't been on the pill for like ten years, which probably helped. But also, my partner had quit drinking. We had like a pretty big New Year's to the point that he was like, I've got to, you know, one of them, like, I've got to reevaluate some, I can't drink. <laughs> I'm not drinking. So he didn't. So drink. me four years ago, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. I mean, your deal, your sperm is probably just incredible because it like it. Well, anyway, my partner. Well, thank like, you. Thank yeah, you. Rose. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate you I saying mean, that. Heard... That doesn't get said often enough on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, the amount of protein, with the amount of protein you're eating at the moment, Dill, it is probably crystal. You know, very, it's, very solid. It's very solid. It it, uh, it looks great. It tastes fantastic. <laughs> Just right. pineapple and eggs in the morning. That's it. That's all you have. What else are you going to do in lockdown? Just yeah, taste exactly. your own cum and be yeah. like, all right, well, that's what. We... Anyway, so he didn't drink for like three months before. And he was also like, he went on a fitness, like, like he started, he, he lost like about 15 kilos and wasn't drinking for months beforehand. So mm. I think that like a lot of women try and get pregnant and they're like, what have I done wrong? Meanwhile, they're like partners over there like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, like smoking billies. Like, yeah, I don't know, babe. Like, fucking, you know, like <laughs> mashing ten but, beers but, every but, night. But also, mm. I, I totally agree because some. But then I don't know. At the same time, you've got other people who are unhealthy. They are yeah. overweight. They take a lot of drugs. Like, I worked. I worked with a woman, and I'll never forget this. It just blew my mind. Was that she told us that she was pregnant. Uh, at the, uh, this is where I went to council, and we were like, how far are you along? And she goes, the baby's due in four weeks. And she was just smoking a lot of pot, and her and her partner, and she was a very large woman, but she just thought she was just getting bigger, and that a lot of the movements were just like, I've got a sore stomach. And then can you imagine in your head that you... You find out you're pregnant, you tell your partner, which they were on the rocks, and then four weeks later, you have a baby. So she could have almost had a toilet baby. She, she could have, yeah, she could have genuinely, um, you know, she went to the doctor to go, oh, I'm really starting to feel like it's really, and then they went, ah, you're pregnant. You're making a, you have a whole human inside you. Imagine That's- going to the doctor saying you're constipated to find out. Yeah, it's, I, but, it's in another canal. But also, just to be in tune with your body, like Rose, you like can yeah. you can feel the legs. Yeah. you can yeah. feel that little hand popping out the leg. You can feel it when it turns around. Is. Yeah, yeah. So, oh really? That's yeah. so cute. The bum, yeah. the bum is here apparently in the head. It's in the right position. It's in the right. Is it is it breached or is it around the right no, way? No, it's it's the the back is the right way. The head is the right direction. This is all good, and this is and Ready this is. 
this is also a very important question that leads into it. it. The fact that the baby's in the right position, it's heading down uh, to the cervix, uh, is your aim to, to have a natural birth? Yeah, I mean, you mean vag style? Is that what you... Correct. Yeah, yeah. big time. Really want to... I'm like, all the options are so exciting and, um, you know... <laughs> That They're labia, all so good. That labia is let, ready to be ripped off. Like yeah, those, you know, uh, cut away those those tear away jeans. It's yeah. like but... a it's like a callus, you know, like a drummer when they first start drumming, like they'll uh... bleed a bit, but then <laughs> then it gets really tough. And now my pussy, it's like tough mudder. It's just gonna be like, you know, it's, it's so, so fucking ready. funny callus pussy. <laughs> but is that so... an, is that what the OBGYN said to you? Oh, Rose, you seem to have a callus puss. They were like, this is like. Uh, uh, it usually it's like a water slide. This is like the Burnley <laughs> Tunnel. It's like it's like that tolls. bridge, Mont- Montague Street Bridge in Melbourne. That's yeah, yeah. bro- bro- you know, it comes stuck out, under it. <laughs> when it comes out, you hear this beep for the toll. You're like, what? That makes no sense. The right. Sydney Link. You get a city. Wow. I actually live in Montague Street, which is funny. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, you that out in the podcast. The home have. of the. It's a long street. I'm sure it will be fine. Now, but like. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rose, this is a very important question because you have the hospital. Um, yeah. You are here with your family. Your partner's here. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, do you have a birth plan? Um, we haven't done the birth plan yet, okay. but we have like a – oh, Ben's like, mm, okay. okay. What's okay. the birth plan? Go let, let, there's some a of us who have plan never looked at this. It's like you write down a bunch of shit that you theoretically want to happen in the yep. birth. And then I think a lot of it just goes out the window, but it's all about like being empowered and making conscious choices. And so that you feel like, I don't know, not fucking traumatized or whatever. Yeah, don't read, don't read stuff off your mummy please. This is huge. You're right, Rose. It is genuinely about the, the, the woman who is delivering her baby to have informed, yeah. that people forget this, informed decisions that they can make. And the reason why the birth plan is so important because there is a moment where a lot of women are just so in the zone <laughs> of trying to get this baby that they they can't make yeah. informed informed decisions. Hence, the birth plan actually is just as important for the partner who will sometimes yeah. have to make those decisions on behalf of the uh, on, yeah. on the partner who's giving birth, which so makes he has it to be the boss and be like, okay, this is what we want. I just keep laughing when I hear about the t- the period of labor that's called the transition. I feel <laughs> like maybe that's what you're talking about, Ben, where apparently it's like it's between the long bit and then the pushing bit and, well, well maybe it's part of the pu- – but it's where the woman just goes nah. <laughs> and often like apparently women just get up and they just go like, I'm over this. I'm leaving yep. and try to walk out of the hospital. Yep. Because and- y- y- your head just goes crazy. Because before we get into the birth plan, have you done the prenatal classes? Yeah. So um, my partner did this class called Beers and Bubs for. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like. It's the, it's the but- updated version of Schnitz and Tits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> They got the information from the mailing list from Schnitz and Tits and they've transitioned into beers and bubs. But it was actually really good because he did it like probably too early. But like it's just, I mean, it's partners of, you know, like dads or, you know, like the person that's not giving birth and um, they're like, all right, fellas. 
they lure them in like, oh, beers and yeah, with the but they have like one beer at the start and then like hours of note taking and like yeah. on videos and then another beer and then, uh, yeah. And so a doula runs it, which is like, Dill, yeah. it's like a hippie lady that helps you give birth. Um, the, okay. the, the background to the doula for people who don't know is doula originally comes from uh, it was pretty much the wise old woman in the village who who had her own kids who then just had been around so many births who a knew what to do and yeah. b knew how to give support. So quite often the term doula is quite old. That now when people have um, a birth that they were like, yeah, I'd love to have a midwife or I'd like to have two midwives. I'd like to have the obstetrician, uh, but also I'd like to have a doula, uh, yeah. which is someone who's pretty much there to support uh, the partner. So it's pretty much having another partner there. So your partner's doing it. The only difference is the doula is they know m- more about the birth. And in my case, uh, Kath, who is one of our best friends, who's also a midwife, we flew her across from Whoa. Perth to be Gosh. our doula because Maya really needed that support. And and pretty much if we did think you, about... Yeah. So Maya had a doula, did you have your dealer? The, I had my I had my dealer. Well, yeah, well this, Trent. Is, this is the thing. The doula is as important for me as it is for yeah. Maya. Yeah. Because she's the one who can then just, when things are fucking insane and you're like, you know, and in my case, I don't know if we've talked about this, but, you know, it was just me, Kath and Maya in our bathroom and oh, I caught... Yeah. I caught Tao when he was born. And, like, at that moment of time, which is I arguably one of the scariest and greatest things I've ever done in my life, but at the time, your doula is – is because it does get fine with the hippie technology. They're not a doctor. But in the end, it's not really about that. You do have a doctor. You do have an obstetrician. You do have the nurses in that case. Not in my case. But I mean, the midwives came at, at the time. But it's really important because they're the, they're the people who go – can able to talk to a woman and actually go, well, I've gone through this. I've been yeah. part of this. Uh, what you're doing is great. Because that's why I'm a bit interested, Rose, is the classes did you did. Oh. Do, you, do you feel like they've prepared you? Have they helped at all? Okay. They... So we registered for classes. So we haven't really talked about, like, all the COVID shit that, like, how that's yeah. affected it. Basically, like, Nick hasn't been able to come to anything yeah. for, like, the whole time. And then are we registered? So including like uh, ultrasounds and all of that? So the first two ultrasounds were at a private clinic, so he was able to come. And then once we started doing shit at RPA in Sydney, he couldn't come. Oh, so wow. no partners yeah. could come. And that was like six That's months tough. ago. That's tough. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's difficult. And then they weren't usually... you. I guess you go to a place and you do classes at the hospital, but... They went. They did um, Zoom classes with RPA, and then when I came to Melbourne, the women's is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're not doing classes." I'm like, "Oh sorry, so you're just doing them on Zoom?" They're like, "Nah, but um, go and check out our YouTube channel." I'm like, oh, "What? Wow. Your YouTube? Look, we're all trying to get subscribers for our YouTube channel. Like, I get it, you know. Like, trying they to- asked you to subscribe on Patreon." Yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, donate to our Patreon, just like, like <laughs> and subscribe. Funny. Like, yeah, they just like, just go and check out our YouTube. The YouTube ha- will have like a five-minute video that's like how to put on a nappy. And so I was like, uh, that's fucked. So we had registered for the RPA ones and we didn't tell them that we left. So we would just still do their classes and they'd be like, hey, everyone, oh, 
bit of a hot one today and me and Nick are like in Melbourne where it's eight degrees. We're like, oh yes, it is so hot in here in, in Sydney that this, where we definitely are. So we did yeah. the... And you heard the ding ding of a tram in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause, Welcome cause... to Melbourne. Um, <laughs> Because I, because when I do classes and this again, like that's why I, I like the idea that the whole point of having, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a partner, I've had friends who yeah. have had children uh, who've well, gone without my it. Mom, my mum, yeah. like, I, she was a single mum. Like my yeah. dad ran off when she was like four months pregnant. So she did yeah, the whole what? thing. That's a whole not... other fucking podcast episode. But yeah. <laughs> And and that and that's where I just like because when we went to our classes, I, I remember it because we went to this woman called Rhea Dempsey, who's you know they say you know the the which she's really she's written a lot of books about home birth, she's worked in the hospital system, she's she's pretty amazing, but also extremely full on. So when mm. we went to our classes, you know they, they I'll never forget this. It was like it was packed, it was hard to get in. There was like maybe maybe twenty couples, and they showed this video. And I remember there was this guy at the front, and he will stick with me forever. He's at the front. And they show a woman in the middle of the birth, right? And she's, it, it's in a water birth. So oh, yeah. for people that don't know, it's, it's underwater. So, you know, it's supposed to you know, make things easier. Anyway, she is screaming at the top of her voice. And it's this guttural, just like this moaning, right? And then she pauses and goes, um, okay, uh, guys, you know, what do you think we need at this moment? And this guy turns around go. to all of us and goes, I'll tell you what you need, oh. earplugs. Am I right? <laughs> we're like, nah, mate, you're on your own on this one. Yeah. Oh, we're not joining in this. Like, we, we all scoffed at him. I was pissing myself because his partner hits him and he gets no reaction. And I was like, okay, well, that, I was like, well, that, he oh needs to God. pick his crowd better. If he was at Beers and Bubs, he might have got a bit yeah, of yeah, 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 killed, yeah. Killed. standing but, ovation. But then there's this bit where I was like, well, surely he's not going to have another crack. And then it gets a bit where they show the birth of when the baby is crowning. Now, Dill, have you ever heard the term crowning? Uh, yeah, I, d- I mean, I've had some pretty big curries in my life. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know. So the crowning know exactly is when the, the head crowning the next day. <laughs> when the head is popping out. You only see the skull, yep. maybe a the nose turtle, popping out. The turtle sticking its neck out. Right. <laughs> oh, right. On. And then, so the baby's head is crowning. So the, the actual uh, uh, vagina is stretched. And they call that, when that is happening, they call that the ring of fire. Okay. Because oh. it is just so, so... Painful and so. Oh, in- great! Right. I didn't know I'm about so this. Yeah. I didn't know right. about this part, Ben. So, so it's called the Ring of Fire, and then she goes, "Okay, guys." So that's called the Ring of Fire, and he goes, turns around and just goes, "Johnny Cash, am I right?" <laughs> and we were, lo- I, and that's when I lost it. I was like, "I got to laugh at this guy. This yeah. guy is whoever he is." If amazing he was, work. Amazing if he was work. in the class these days and he's seen the water birth, he'll be turn around and go, "Well, that's some wet ass pussy, am I right?" Guys, anybody, come wap, on, guys. Wap, wap. I'm talking wap. I actually, yeah, he did the um, School of Hard Knock Knocks um, class the week before in preparation for that birthing class. So the, I mean, um, it's just like read the room, can't uh, exactly. Like, 
and and that's and that's the and that's where um, you're so lucky that you have your your partner with you, Rose, and that he is able to be there at the birth because reading the room is the real difficult bit because the whole sense of empowerment f- for you in this situation is so you can be in the zone. Because I did one, I did, I didn't know any of this. I mm. my partner's like, I want to be informed. I want to make the choices. I want to be in control of my birth as much as I can, right? And and look, when she goes, I want to have a home birth. I didn't stick my hand. I go, sweet, let's start the Renos. I didn't want it at all. Like, I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do this. But once I was informed and I realised that it was part of what she wanted to do. Mm. So then, in your situation, the example is, you know, ultimately you would love to have the same midwife over. And I never thought about yeah. this because the more strangers that come in, if you're in the middle of the birth, you don't want to introduce yourself and go, "Hey, Ro- I'm Rose. Like I'm yeah. in the middle of delivering a baby." You don't want to deal with any of that shit. You just want to focus. And so. And you were talking about it before. I did one of the hippiest things. Like we did this class with our doula and I'll never forget this. I was like, we were at her place all the way in, in Geraldton, WA. And she goes, okay, we're going to do it class. And we had to draw a hurricane, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? What, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we drawing something? We have to draw a hurricane, right? And uh, Maya's drawing one. I'm drawing one. We're drawing this hurricane. Did you say hurricane like a tornado? You mean? No, no, no. Like, you know how the hurricane, like the footage of the big, you know, it's the big circle. So that's and then a tornado it, as opposed to a hurricane. No, 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 no. A hurricane is a tornado is the twister. A hurricane yeah. is a big cloud formation. Okay, okay. Above. So in a hurricane, when you're in the middle of a hurricane, it is crazy. There's wind, there's things flying everywhere. It is crazy. When you get to the eye of the hurricane, it's calm. It's calm. Right? There's that it, it's just calm. It's really still. Feels like I still think this is a tornado, but anyway. No, I'm I'm just thinking about a Hamilton song which goes, In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet. That's honestly what was in my head at that point. But, 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 but yeah, then, go on. But then what happens was it was like she goes, Well, this is to, to my partner Mike, she said, This is pretty much how I need you to kind of get into the mind frame. When you are contracting and you are in labor, you are in in the middle of the hurricane and it is tense and it is fucked but your body is doing what it needs to do but know that when the contractions stop in that moment there is time to breathe you're in the eye of the hurricane so you can just breathe enjoy that peace for what it is be as present as you can and when the hurricane kicks in again you know it's your body doing its thing and I thought it was the biggest load of shit at the time Mm. until I was there seeing it like actually being part of watching my partner do the most incredible thing I have ever seen anyone do. So just, can I just confirm, you were in doubt of a woman's uh, perspective of a pregnancy saying, well, that sounds like a whole bunch of shit. Doesn't sound that <laughs> no, 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 hard. No, 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 no. You're talking about the class. You're talking about the class, the class itself, because you just, if for me, it's nothing about it. It's just the actual, I never, I just assumed it's the body, but I never understood the mind frame associated with yeah. giving okay, the delivery of the baby. I've just gotten... A book. I'll grab it. Yeah. So I also rose. By the way, Ben charges by the uh, hour <laughs> oh, for this type of advice. Ben, so. are you my doula now, <laughs> Ben? Can you imagine? I, I I'd love to see a male doula. Probably never seen that before. Okay, okay. I'm, now I'm I know very... what's happening with your vagina. I know what's happening with okay, your vagina. Okay, honey. Yeah. In my head, he has to be gay. He's like that outfit. All right. Uh, so um, did you get Kaz Cook's book? Oh, I've got Kaz Cook's book, Up the Duff, which is really good. She's actually really good. my really mum's friend. I used to, I don't know, I think I met her when I was little. But there's this lady called Juju Sinden, right? My Ooh. friend's like. Juju Sinden. Juju Sinden. She's I like, think that's a flavour at Messina. 
Shut up, Jill. Anyway, we're talking about important, important things here. She's like the guru of like giving birth or whatever. My friend's like, you got to get her book. So we were down the street the other day and my partner's like, I'll just go in and get the book. And then he comes out, but like the version that he got uh, was Juju Sinden's birth skills with Sarah Murdoch. So she's done a collab with um, the people's mum, Sarah Murdoch, uh, wife of Lachlan Murdoch, you know, Daughter-in-law also famously, of she's the Rupert. one who made the wrong call about Australia's Next Top exactly. Model, right? Yes. Oh, no, that she was... didn't make the call, but she got told the wrong name. She said, she said the wrong winner. Um, yeah. yeah, so, and it's all about, like, I guess they just thought we could make more money out of this. And there's all these photos of Sarah Murdoch, like, in her class that she definitely goes to with poor people, like <laughs> with normal people. And she's like, when I saw my obstetrician, you know, when I was doing all normal things that normal mums do, like as if she didn't outsource, like if she, as if she didn't like get some woman in like a foreign country to have the baby for her, you know? <laughs> anyway, it's... um. But there, there is a lot. There's because thing is, have, have you read much, Rose? Because that's another thing. You get inundated with so many things to read. My, my, like Nick, my partner is like he's really good. He's like literally reading the books that, like, there's this book, Baby Love, that has just like every question. It's like the encyclopedia of having a new baby. Yeah. It's like you don't have to read it, but he's like reading it, which is like reading the dictionary or something. He's like. And he's read all the other books and I'm just like reading, I just started reading this book called The Conflict, which is by this like French feminist. That's just like, he's reading all the the useful shit that I don't know yet. And I'm like, anyway, I'm reading this book where she's like, what is so much expected of mothers these days? They say, we cannot smoke. We cannot drink. It is not fair. I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit, man. It's yeah, like this. Um, she's having cheese. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, uh, on that note, though, can I ask? So as someone who is pregnant at the moment, what if, if there is uh, a partner in your life, at, uh, you know, if someone's listening or whatever, what is from your perspective, Rose, uh, the great things that your partner is doing or maybe some of the things that, you know, you had to kind of correct. Like what are the good and bads that, that a partner, who's a supportive partner can do and can't and shouldn't well, do? Well, my partner's very like, he's just like, I wouldn't have like decided to have a kid with some, because I've got ADHD. I'm like fucking so disorganized and he's like really organized. He's like, he just gets everything together. He's reading all the books. He's like, mm. um, like he's reading the books that you don't need to read, you know, like the Quran he, and Bible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's reading the game for some reason. you while you're not eight months yeah. pregnant. <laughs> he's so nice to the nurses. Um, yeah, no, he just like help. He just drives me around and just, he like does everything for me, gets me food. He's like so actually the, the perfect. So like a physical and emotional support in that sense, like being able to kind of, do you feel confident that because he's doing all the reading of those things that you don't have to, that, that team effort 
comfort kind of kicks in a bit going, okay, I'm not alone in this. In yeah, this, I'm uh, hoping to be an absent mother, like as soon as the baby comes out, I'm just going to be right. like, see ya. I'm just going to go to the pub. <laughs> like, like father, like daughter. Yeah, I'm just really, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go out for, it's, oh, it's really difficult to do oh, that when right. you're carrying the baby. Like I try yeah. to just go out for a sick, like for a packet of smokes and never come back again. But the fetus just kept following me wherever I was going, you know? The moment so that, you wish you were a seahorse. Yeah, like the, the, the faster I run, the baby just, yeah, follows me. So I'm trying to flip the script here. I am trying to be the useless person in the relationship. And Nick is like doing such a good job of carrying the burden of like remembering all the is it fair to stuff. call yourself useless when you're literally carrying the baby the baby because you're right rose because the, quite often it is it literally it's the other way it's flipped the other way because yeah. you have a connection with the baby you know it's real quite often the partner yeah. it just seems so surreal it is not you can't even though that you're you see the your partner growing going through all the pain going through the hip pain even the birth itself, it's not until the baby arrives and you're holding it that quite often for a lot of fathers, yeah. that then it actually feels real. A good tip that we did for anyone who's going to fall pregnant, and I even said this to one of our Patreon listeners who asked for a bit of advice, is don't feel like you have to read the books as, as, a, yeah. as a partner because you sometimes read the books and you go, I don't really know what this means. But what my partner did with me is if she found something that was interesting, which just kind of made a deal, she goes, hey, can you just listen to me read half of this chapter. I think this could be really important. So therefore, it was just she kind of became my audio book for this, for this period. So I was like, oh, actually, yeah, that understands. Oh, I can see how that helps you. And then I can tune out and pretend I'm not having a baby. But in those moments... But see, that, like, see that would be annoying to me because she's carrying the burden of educating you about absolutely. the baby. And what I appreciate is because it did... Because Nick is like a really good partner... But I, I was surprised how, like, how, yeah, naturally detached the dad is just because you're not carrying the baby. So yep. I think, I mean, taking, I like, as a tip for, yeah, any dads, it's like just taking the initiative and looking up all the shit. Because there's so much stuff you have to learn. But it was weird that, like, he didn't feel a connection to the baby and it's still not quite it's just not the same but when the it, baby starts yeah. kicking when you feel the baby kick for the oh. first time that's like a big one isn't it it's amazing because you're like well there's something there that's like a real human yeah, yeah. my uh, my brother did a thing where he was talking to the bump for quite a while during the pregnancy and you know i don't know whether it's the same reason or not, but when the baby was born, um, you know, where can't see or anything like that, somehow it clocked his voice yeah. a lot better. Like it was something about him speaking. She would turn her head towards that voice. And, you know, a year, one year later, she's way, like crazy close with my brother. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the whole time there's and been that... this incredible connection from day dot. And I wonder how much of that is. No, definitely. With... The voice. Absolutely, because also it's the vibration of the uh, quite often in this case, but quite often the male's voice because it's deeper. It actually oh. resonates through, oh. so it really the baby can really f actually feel the voice oh. of it going through because it's so deep. So when you're talking, and 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 I think that's as my my partner goes. I think that's why the reason our kids are so loud because you're so fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> and also why Barry White was really connected to his children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah. 
I have a couple more questions. Still, do you have another question? I've got a couple more. I know we're running uh, out of time. Well, but... I guess my main, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground, but I guess uh, one of the things I did want to see is like how you've been going with the, um, the check, like, you know, the bottle, the things that you can and can't do, uh, including the drinking, the, the, the <laughs> cheese, darts, uh, movement. Like, also, I guess we never really covered what you were like in terms of health and fitness beforehand and how that stuff changed once you, you know, once you fell pregnant. So, uh, I guess broadly speaking, though, how how did you adjust to that mentally? That that change, the physical change in your body that's happening. Yeah, I think it was hard because I like quit smoking straight away. But True. then, yeah, and you know, like I have the odd drink, but like I'm not really. I weirdly haven't really missed drinking, which is strange because I feel like I'm a renowned pisshead. People are like, oh yeah, Rose, she loves to get drunk, but I'm yeah, it didn't really bother me not drinking, like not smoking was hard. I think with like, there's so much shit that they tell you that you can't do. You have to like take it all. Like you have to do your own research for everything. I'm all about like evidence-based shit. So it's like, if somebody's going to tell me I can't do something, I want to look up the research studies and like Sarah Murdoch, for example. Yeah, exactly. I want to ask, I want to listen to Sarah Murdoch's mommy podcast and be like, what did you do, Sarah? Oh, so would you, in terms of advice or whatever, or like uh, a tip or whatever, would you say that if someone is trying to get pregnant, that they should start the whole detoxing or the adjusting to know, man, that's bullshit. It's just like as much as you can while you can. Yeah. Just fucking go crazy. (laughs) Just sample, you know, go to a bush doof, you know, get on every kind of, that's where you can get pregnant. You can. I don't know. It's just crazy. Like they love to, they love to police women's bodies. Like even before, like you get pregnant, they're like, and then they're like, don't like now they say like, do not drink any alcohol at all even though there's like there's no they don't know at what point alcohol will affect a fetus like obviously it does and i'm like what's one goon bag a night you know what i mean guys like fuck like this french book is like really opening up my mind i'm like fuck you i'm gonna drink no but like i have a nice glass of wine every now and then it but they don't really they don't really like doing research studies where, where they get women to drink while they're pregnant to find out like which, oh, that, yeah, it's that amount. Yeah, that's what, sh- yeah. that's what fucks them a up. A Sauvignon Blanc fucks it up, but yeah. a shardy, no worries. Yeah. Well, uh, what, can, what will be really interesting is is um, being in lockdown and actually having to be able to rest and not really work much yeah. throughout this period, how... But I think, and you know, the, you know, the, in the, you know, again, the studies will come out of this. How beneficial that has been for you and the bub that you've been able oh, to yeah. rest and connect and just be pregnant the way, rather than just trying to work up and just hanging for like so many of my friends hanging to go on maternity leave, which is so you got the four weeks. I haven't before... been doing shit, man. It, I've uh, I haven't been doing anything all year. If people, that's amazing. My partner's that... like, "What the fuck did you do today?" I'd be like, "I fucking I made an ear cunt. Like, what did you do? You know, like <laughs> watching Netflix just." Yeah, well, and the it, other thing, I think that's why that's so I probably got pregnant quickly as well, because it was like, once all the gigs stopped, I was like, God, I haven't had, like, no anxiety for years, you know? Like, I was so relaxed, and my doctor was like, yeah, well, it helps a lot if you're not stressed out. And I feel, yeah. you know, some women in this Facebook group I'm in that we're all pregnant around the same time, 
it's like you just end up in these Facebook groups with like four and a half thousand other pregnant women from Australia. You know, there's a lady who's like, oh, I'm working at the servo by myself and having to like, you know, I'm 34 weeks pregnant. I feel bad going on mat leave early. I'm like, oh, God, I'm just like sitting and, and, around. And that is more, that, that is the norm. Yeah. This is what kills me. That That is the norm. And so therefore, the, you know, the fact that you've been able to do that, I think you're already, you've already given yourself such a massive head start. Yeah. Because, you know, by the looks of you, and I, can't, I know it looks and everything, but it looks like you've got a big, healthy baby ready ready to come out and, and embrace you and your partner. Which ready is, to drop, baby. It, it's ready to drop. And and that's why I was saying that, you know, like, you know, I, I hope the birth goes goes really well. My, my question is, I guess, because you're about to do the birth yeah. plan. Have you thought? Are you are you open to having intervention? Are you open to? Are there things that you want to happen in the birth mm. that you don't want to happen in the birth? Well, obviously, like you had a home birth, so you like yeah, obviously, like wanted to avoid like interventions. I'm kind of like Rose. What's the what does it mean by intervention? So it's like when they induce the baby, when they do like medical stuff to fuck with the natural process, sort of thing, right. which is well like. Said. You know, and some of it's life changing. Is that like epidural and those yeah, words that epidural, you see in TV shows? all that sort of stuff. And so, like, they've you know medicalized the birth process a lot. And you know, there's people that don't want. They talk about like a what is it like a waterfall of interventions. Like once you start one, yeah. then more shit will happen. Like a lot of women get induced, and so when you get induced, they'll inject you with something or whatever to get you to go into labor. Yeah. And then once you start, you can go into labor, like, boom, like immediately you've got contractions that are like really close together. Whereas if you did it naturally, it might've been a seven hour process to get up to that point where there's all these hormones going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, I, and they seem to jump into like wanting to induce babies or doing all of these things or C-sections yeah, and C-section is is the is the big one, Dill, because the 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 studies show that having a vaginal birth is so beneficial for the baby if you can yeah. have one. Like all the enzymes and everything, like it is just. And if you're lucky enough that your baby comes out and then attaches straight to the boob, you are yeah, you are you are you are just you are so lucky, and and you know, and that's what that's how it you know that's how it you know it has done in the past. But nowadays, you know, it can start off with you know I'm struggling, I'm going to have some gas, and yeah. then from gas you've had the epidural, and then from the epidural, you know, you go, well, I've only been in labour for four hours, or oh, I think we need a C-section, I think there's something up, and by then you have lost a quite an amount of control in this situation. Like my partner's labour went for eighteen hours. Wow. Now, if we were in a private hospital. They would have not allowed that. Really? So, so it's it's that thing where it's like you know it's it's pretty much fucking what sun, you want. Sunshine Hospital, mate. They're like fucking yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> But it was There's just an ashtray of... next to the uh, the rest of the but surgical equipment. Yeah. Well, I was a I was a C-section baby, and uh, I think yeah. And I look at how you turned right. out, Dill. You're like I, totally yeah, up. I attached to the boob well. Really oh yeah, good. too well. Absolutely, <laughs> but it's just it's just also like if you have a C-section, it is really hard because you can't lift anything for six weeks. Yeah, you can't you can't move because they open up. They pretty much rip your stomach muscles. And open. they cut across all your stomach muscles. So it's intense. Yeah, it's really hard. I'm trying. I've been mm. trying not to like um, use my stomach muscles for ages because they separate 
and then yeah. you can't so use them. separate in the middle, yeah. and then a lot of women need to get to Pilates as quickly as possible because not only do you have a pelvic floor that is non-existent, you also then have to somehow join your stomach muscles back together, which yeah. is just and again crazy to even comprehend or even understand. But then also. Fucking how amazing is that body that it can do that? It's just funny. Before I got pregnant, I think there's just like some shit that you think about like, oh, I hope I don't put on weight. And then you start going through the process. It's like, oh, who gives a fuck? Like that's the last (laughs) thing that you worry about. And I mean, it's it's funny because like I didn't realize that like I won't even be able to exercise for like six weeks after the baby comes and I haven't been able to exercise. Like I go for a 10 minute walk in the morning, but like my back is so fucked and it's just, mm. I, cause I'm so small. I'm carrying all this weight. I already had a shitty back before. It's like swimming's good because it doesn't yeah. put all that weight on you, but it's like physically you have so much more to worry about than like, am I being fit and toned? Like, Look, getting back to Beck Judd, okay, like it doesn't help when she's like, look at my beautiful twins, look, and I'm in a bikini like three weeks after I've had a kid. I mean, I don't want to body shame, but I'm like, I feel like it's not, it's not possible because there's all this blood in the uterus or the whatever it is, and it takes ages to come out. So how can you be that skinny after you have... And I, I think, to be honest, I think that's so irresponsible. Yeah. Because you put so much pressure on women to have to then look a particular way after doing, which is one of the hardest things your body yeah. can do, to then expect to then be like that. And, and, of course, the response would always be, well, I'm not doing that. This is just who I am. And I was like, yeah, but you are in the top – one percent who yeah. can have a personal trainer, who can have a nanny, who can look after your baby while you exercise—all the things that most people can't have—and uh, and that's and that's why I, th- I think when I hear stuff or you see stuff like that, you're like, well, how is this helping anyone? It's except not except your it's ego. Not, it's kind of like rubbing it. And have you? Are you I don't. I know. Well, she's on next week's episode, so let's ask. Her oh, that okay. One. Oh, yeah. Get me back on. Be like, sorry about. We'll all just the play stuff. her the audio clip of that uh, and about ju- and try and get an invite to Judge Teller. I guess I, my last, I have last two last questions really. One is about any major perspective changes that you've had, say, pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, like something like you just touched on about the weight thing and how it quickly goes out the window, that sort of stuff. Have you had any big kind of moments of revelation? Because it's such a huge thing in a, any person's life. Yeah. Like yeah. how it changes the way you look at the world. That's question number one. Question number two is, are you going to name the baby Dilruk? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, right um, Dil. Yeah, Is I'm definitely going to call the baby Dilrook. I think. Do you know what you're um, having? Yeah, it's a girl. No, it's not actually. It's not a girl. A baby girl called Dilrook. No, it is a boy actually. Um, and I'll definitely girl. keep that in mind, Dil. Um, I'll add that Thank you. to the list. Because we can go through all of them. Arlo, Hamish, all the top ones. Oh, yeah. Every name that I used to like is like Noah. the most common. Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Like they're yeah. all the most common names now. So that's hard. But. Yeah, and boys' names are just so shit. Like, so you know what I mean. I found them easier. Actually, I should call. Yeah, but I feel like boys' names either sound like too posh or they sound boring. You know, like Patrick. Yeah, it's just. Oh, my mum wants my 
My mum wants to call, well, my nan before she died nicknamed the baby Freddy the Frog when she looked at the it ultrasound. Cause it would be hard like, to, for her to name it after she, she died. Well, that yeah, would be very enough. difficult. She'd have to haunt Not me. impossible. Oh, Freddy's something. a popular name as well for boy Freddy and the Frog. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. So. Anyway, Frederick. that seems to be the, yeah. but I don't want to call it Frederick. I just want to call it what we want to call it on the birth certificate. And then people are funny. They're like, you have to call it Frederick if you want to call him Freddy. And that's. True. Well, we, we, we had that with our one, Teo, but his real name is Mateo. So, oh, okay. So we, yeah. it's kind of um, – but Dil, just, I think Dil's question was really good. It's like the has your perspective – has it changed? Yeah, I feel – I think the interesting thing, stuff like the weight stuff has totally changed. You realise that, like, it doesn't matter and it's more important to make sure that you're not – being hard on yourself in that way than what your weight is, if that makes mm. sense. Like, no, it is because it is that kind of. If there's an ethos or a, or a message that this podcast has kind of developed over the last 130 plus episodes. It's around that same idea about regardless of what the scales are saying or what the measuring tape is saying. If you can bring it back to the health aspect of it and what your body is able to do and 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 looking after the body rather than letting these measurements be dictate whether yeah. you're succeeding or not is kind of, I would say, essentially what we've been trying to usually learn on the podcast. Usually when you look back and you're like, oh, I was at my skinniest and most fit then, Did were you the most confident and most happy then? No, you weren't. So it's all about like the way that you deal with it. Also like, you know, why should I like whatever? It's mo the most important thing is just to be happy with myself and focus on that rather than, if I lost enough weight or whatever. But mm. the other thing is like, I guess, you know, I think that like you just hear so much negative shit about being pregnant, like, and people just talk about how bad it is. And did you have a, did you have a good first trimester? Yeah. I wasn't really sick or anything. Well, like I felt sick, but I wasn't like vomiting and that's good. yeah. I kind are there of, other things that you've learned it. in the last in the last few uh, 37 weeks that you wished someone had told you when you first started this process or like even before, before you like just how much I would need to piss really just like right. so much piss. <laughs> so like, much piss. Like I'm literally right. getting out of bed. Like I reckon at the moment I just like can't sleep I, before 2am I'll be up like five or six times pissing. And there's like, a decent amount of piss. So I'm like, where is, are there like little piss yeah. shelves in my body that are being stored up for the next piss? Like, I don't know. Have you noticed it is when the baby moves? Maybe. Do you... Because I, I heard that it, it can push, genuinely can push on your bladder. So the baby just kicks. You're like, like, oh, fuck. Okay, I gotta for, go a while, for a while I was just like, I oh, know, I'm not going to drink any water. And then I read that like the baby gets... <laughs> I was like, eh? And then I read that the baby gets really dry and the amniotic fluid goes all crusty and like, and I was like, well, oh, the poor baby. So I stopped that. But I don't know. Like, you know, you think. You I love about... that the solution is like drink less water. I know. I'm really smart. But I You've just. You've got some great instincts there. I really do. I'm going to be so good. But the other thing is like, I think I. Like I was so worried about like whether I should have a kid or not. And even though I haven't had the kid yet, 
I feel very confident that I made the right choice, which is weird because I haven't awesome. done it yet. But it's just also like it's a new, new chapter. What's the identity? Like, have you felt felt an identity shift yet, or is that probably more? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think it's impossible not to, especially you know, once you at the start and you're like, I really. You're worried that like you won't get through the first trimester because people have miscarriages and stuff and you're like you're so invested in the survival of this baby yeah. like intensely at the very start of the pregnancy it's impossible not to have like a mind shift um yeah and so sometimes i talk to my single friends and they're like oh, you haven't put on that much weight. It'll probably be easy to lose it. And I'm just like, I'm in such a different headspace yeah. now. And it's just so not something I even think about. So yeah, definitely totally changes your perspective. Also it was, I mean, I couldn't go out or anything, but also it was like lockdown. So it was, yeah. I didn't it's get FOMO or anything like, yeah. it, like that. So it's been kind of easy in that way to transition to this like right. new phase of my life because um, the world around you changed so much at the same time exactly so it, yeah. and what, what about your cravings did you have any odd ones are you what's do you, are you vegetarian nah no right did you have anything like that suddenly you started craving that you no just like ice cream and like and just darts. That's, that's, yeah that's i just darts. yeah oh i could still smash ciggies i mean i do um yeah I miss that, but no, nah, nothing crazy. I, I, I was mm -hmm. never a sweet tooth before, but now I just love bickies and chocolate and stuff. And but I then I'm like, is maybe that? Maybe I'm pregnant. Yeah. But my, my partner always, my partner had a craving for ice cream and gherkins, oh. which I thought was just a ridiculous combination. That's like an American just... movie cliche yeah. uh, craving. Pickles. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, in the movies. Oh, that's always so, like I can't wait to dipping, tell her. That's hilarious. They're like dipping yeah. pickles in ice cream, being like, oh, it's crazy. It was the I'm salt pregnant. and the crunch plus the sweetness, mm. and it was the combination. But what was really interesting is my partner was, uh, before having a child, uh, was uh, uh, arguably could say really lactose intolerant, really. Ah. She had a mild form of it. And then after, not an issue. Yeah. I've always been sent. Well, I've been sensitive to dairy, but I've been eating a shitload of ice cream, and it's yeah. like fine. So, hmm. well, what does Rose, that mean? We have a. This is a been a mammoth episode, Amazing. and I feel like we barely scratched this up. Maybe we had to get you back to talk about things like ADHD and or, and all the. Well, the what I would love we barely to. talked about. Yes, mate. Is I would love, and again, not to get all hippie, is I would love. To get you back birth. once you've settled, yeah, once yeah. you to hear your birth story, yeah, yeah, because For that sure. is something that is is not is quite often not discussed, but it's extremely important. However, you go and and how it is, and I hope you have a, a birth that that is uh, that is is something that you want. Um, but again, you're in safe hands. You're in the best country. Well, as our well, doula, you know, you'll be there. Obviously, I'll be there. Every I'll be there the way. with a GoPro on my head, <laughs> streaming it live on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I, I, I hope for all the best. And again, like for people who don't know, when you get to the other side, it is, it is such a magical moment. You can't describe it, what it's like, but you are, you've created this beautiful human being, and it's going to crawl up to you and then attach itself to your boob and 
and it's just the last thing so many tears i will oh say God. is that the lady in the zoom birth class said that the feeling the chemical feeling you have when the baby comes out is a mixture of an orgasm and cocaine and i was like <laughs> this is a mid like an old that's midwife. how i got pregnant lady. i was like all right yeah i was like i'm on board this will be yeah. good so i can let and then you you'll be know. there and it'll be so cute. And they'll be like, we got to get the placenta out. You're like, what? There's more? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Rose <laughs> Callahan. honestly, mate, thank you so much for coming along and, and, and chatting and being so hilarious. Um, genuinely, all the best with everything <laughs> ahead. I mean, it's three weeks from now. That's pretty incredible in itself. Could be uh, I would have preferred if you kind of, you know, had the baby on air so that that would have just shot our <laughs> listenership through the roof. But that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm never. When I'm in that. labor, I'll let you guys know. Hook up. Yeah, yeah, Zoom call. You've got the Zoom, Zoom link. Oh, can you imagine? And then you'd have to mute every time you're having a contraction. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking, I'm not muting. Yeah, that's where Nick comes in. Nick can do one the One minute. Uh, mate, thank you so much. I mean, here's a funny, weird way to finish, but is, is there stuff that uh, you want to plug to our listeners? Anything that they should check out while you uh, uh online or anything like well, that? What's do your do I want to plug? You, me, yeah. me, my mucus plug, which is a thing. Sorry, that's a specific <laughs> pregnancy thing. Um, no, nah, not really. I'm just plugging my baby out. Plug you know, baby. that's coming out soon. Yeah. So. Or are you gonna, are you gonna, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out, dropping, dropping in Jan. Are you going to dry your placenta, put it in pills and sell it online? I haven't figured Merch. that out yet, but Merch. like, I don't have any money. I don't have maternity leave. So like, <laughs> if I can make some cash out of it, like I definitely will. So good. But yeah, just so follow good. me on social media, Operation Rosie on Instagram and Twitter. And, and I'm going to do another podcast soon. I mean, yeah. whatever, but yeah. Enjoy it, Rosie. Sweet. Thanks Thank so you. much for being on Thank here. No worries. Uh, for our listeners, thank you so much for joining in again. Uh, and our Patreon listeners, thank you for your continued patronage. Oh, the best. Uh, it's uh, at patreon.com slash FitBetPod. Uh, ben, you're Ben Lomas Comic on Instagram. Great. I'm Dilruk J on uh, Instagram and the socials. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Rose, have a great one, mate. And also, I guess, because we are recording before the new year, uh, happy new year. Happy and hopefully new by year. the time this has come out, the world is a little bit uh, kinder in 2021. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully... My vagina is in one piece and yeah, we'll, we'll just, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you next week. Woo! <laughs> I just, I just love that ending. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Bye. Thank you. Ow!